back and forth on lots of different things, uh, but that's what the Lord is dealing with me about restoration. We're going to be talking about that next Sunday. I know I'm going to be talking about restoration in marriage and relationships, um, getting back to the order of God there. And I don't know particularly what our facilitators' content is, but they have given us some of their talking points. But uh, we want you to come next Sunday. We're going to be here. Uh, whether you're married or not, we're going to be talking about marriage, relationships, and restoration. God wants to restore some things. And I'm speaking to uh, several of you here in this church and those that are listening to me online. Uh, there's some area of brokenness and dysfunction and chaos in your life God wants to bring peace to. Amen. I said God wants to be bring peace to. And some of us, we're not married, uh, but we have that desire to be married. And sometimes we get in a thing before we're ready to be in it. And because we have not allowed God to do what he needs to do on the inside of us. And so we take our, bo our, our broken, wretched self and we join up with somebody else that's broken and wretched. And then you just got a whole thing that's broken and wretched. And so we've got to get God in it. And, and you say, well, I'm in church. I've been in church, and I've seen folk in church fussing and fighting. Well, not here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Not here. We're going to do it God's way. And God's got something for you, but he wants you to know how to do it successfully. Amen. And um, you can you say there's no fairy tale. Well, no, there's no magic to any of this. Marriage is work. Relationships is work. Uh, but it's worth it. And it's God's plan for us. None of us would be here. And some of us, amen, we got here through married parents that were married. Some of us, we got here to parents were not married. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we had to be groomed and raised, and we needed an environment for that to happen. And some of us come out of environments uh, that were not good. And so this is one of the places, this is the place, let me say that, correct myself, that God has set for us to get the information we need so that we can walk in his prosperity and his promise. Amen. It's not social media. It's not uh, talk show hosts. Come on. It's not on TikTok. And a lot of us. And I've seen something. I'm getting the word. We're getting relationship advice on TikTok. I was looking at something the other day. Somebody shared something about how to go through somebody's phone. And you can go through your man or your woman's phone and all this stuff. See, that ain't nothing but some foolishness. Listen, when you get God in you, you ain't got to worry about going through somebody else's phone. Y'all hear me today. I'm just going to come all the way down to Oklahoma City, Midwest City this morning. Praise the Lord. The Lord wants us to be blessed, but we got to stop being foolish. Amen. He wants to restore his order, his will, his word, and his work in us. Uh, we got to do things differently. Um, I was uh, in my spirit this morning that... There's so much more is what I was hearing the Lord say. He said, there's so much more. And sometimes we get frustrated where we are uh, because we believe that, we feel that, we know that, but we don't know how to change where we are right now. We, we get stuck in the moment of what's happening with us, in us, around us, and then we let go. My wife is talking about hope and faith. We let go of that confidence and we just settle for what we got. What it is is what it is. That's what y'all say. <laughs> but listen, what it is is not what it is. God knows how to change things and turn things around. Amen. There's so much more. I released that word to you today. There's so much more. Uh, let's not live on the surface. Uh, my wife talked about uh, ditches. Let me get the D in it. All right, the other <laughs> week. Uh, there's, there's so much more, but we got to dig deeper to get there. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for the more of God. Amen. I'm hungry. I'm not hungry for most stuff, 
Amen. It's not that I just got everything I want, but I'm hungry for more of his presence, more of his spirit, and not necessarily more power, because sometimes we're trying to get power. Amen. What we really need is to get in his presence. Amen. When you get in his presence, that's where the power is. Amen. And so there's so much more that God has for you. And uh, I just want to release this to you today. Restoration through redemption. Everybody say redemption. 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 There's a scripture in the New Testament. I don't have the exact reference in my tip of my tongue right now. It talks about redeeming the time for the days of evil. Amen. That's a word for now. Amen. There's a, this is a season. This is a time of redemption. This is a time of redemption and restoration. We started this year talking about advancing the kingdom of God. But you can't move anything forward if you don't have nothing. Amen. And you can't move anything forward, number one, if you don't have Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's where our redemption lies, through Jesus Christ, through his blood, through his body, through the Son of God. He, he's the one that redeemed us from the curse of the law. And too many of us living under blessings instead of living under curse because we have not fully understood the meaning of redemption. And so we stay in a place of bondage. We struggle emotionally, mentally, because we don't realize that he has freed us. The Bible says who the son has set free is free indeed. There's a lot of folk that's not in prison, but they were in prison in their mind. There's a lot of folk that's not in prison. They're not in handcuffs physically, but spiritually, mentally. We live in bondage, and we don't have to because Christ has set us free. Somebody say, Christ has set me free. Amen. Some of you struggling with something, wondering, I don't know how I'm going to get free from it. You're already free because the Son has set you free. Amen. Christ has set you free. We've got to get our life in sync with God's plan. Let me read this morning from Jeremiah chapter 32. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 6 through 15. Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 6 through 15. It says, at that time, the Lord sent me a message. And this message, this word, and this person speaking here is the prophet Jeremiah. He said, your cousin son of Shalom, will come to you to say, buy my field at Anoth. By that, you have the right to buy it before, by law, rather, you have the right to buy it before it is offered to anyone else. Then, just as the Lord said he would, just as the Lord said he would, God is going to do, and let me, before I get too far into this, God is going to do just what he said he is going to do in your life. Somebody is struggling right now with your present, and you don't realize that, uh, that God has more. You've given up, but it's not time for you to give up. It's not time for you to let go of his hand. Listen, there's something more that God wants to do in and through your life, and he is going to do what he said he would. I don't care. Amen. What's going on in the economy? I don't care what's going on in our system of politics. And before I go too far, I know this week is an election week. Amen. I don't tell people how to vote, but it's your right to vote. And you need to exercise your right. Amen. Because we need, we need leadership. Amen. And everybody that's not saved, you look at that in these campaigns. Everybody say they're a person of faith. But some folks is lying. But what God needs you to do is get up out to bed. He needs you to take some time and go check those boxes and ask the Lord to help you in who belongs in these different offices that affect what's going on in our community, that affects your family, affects our young people. And we don't vote for our pocketbook, praise God. And we don't vote necessarily uh, because of uh, political affiliation. Do you know God's not a Democrat? He's not a Republican. He's not an independent. Amen. And, and, and it don't matter what party you're in, you need to exercise your legal right to vote. And so I hope everybody in this church is registered to vote. If you're not, too late, but you can get registered this week for the next time it comes. Amen. Because we need help. Praise the Lord. We need help in this state. 
that we are in have the governor. Uh, we have some U.S. senators. Uh, there's some local offices being filled. And, and, and we need godly leadership. Somebody say godly leadership. Praise the Lord. Godly leadership. Uh, there's nothing like having godly leadership. And it's not what people saying out of their mouth, but it's what's coming out of their heart. Amen. And this is a season, amen, where God wants to continue to establish his government, amen, his kingdom. And we need people that are in position that are going to do what's right. Amen. All right. That was free. Let me get back to the word. It says, the Lord is going to do what he said he would. My cousin, Hanamel, came and visited me in the prison. And he said, please buy my field at Anoth in the land of Benjamin. By law, you have the right to buy it before it is offered to anyone else. So buy it for yourself. Then I knew that the message I heard was from the Lord. And this is Jeremiah speaking. So I bought the field at Anoth, paying Hanamel. 17 pieces of silver for it. I signed and sealed the deed of purchase before witnesses weighed out the silver and paid him. Then I took the sealed deed and unsealed copy of the deed, which contained the terms and conditions of the purchase, and I handed them to Barak, son of Neriah, and grandson of Messiah. I said, and I did this in the presence of my cousin, Hanamel, the witnesses who had signed the deed, and all the men of Judah who were there in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Then I said to Barak, Barak rather, and Barak is a scribe of Jeremiah as they listen, and he said, this is what the Lord of the heaven's army says. Take both sides of the sealed deed and the unsealed copy. Put them in a pottery jar to preserve them for a long time, for this is what the Lord of the of heaven's army says, and this is the key verse here, the Lord of God of Israel says, someday my people will again own property here in this land, and I will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. And there's a picture of restoration. There's a picture of restoration. At this time that Jeremiah is writing, uh, Jeremiah is imprisoned, and it says that he is imprisoned, if you read earlier in that scripture, in the court yard of the royal palace. Amen. He's in prison. The Babylonians have came over and they have taken over Jerusalem and this has happened because the people of God have gone away from the plan of God, from the word of God. And sin has allowed uh, the Lord to come in and bring forth this judgment and this place that he has promised a peace. Uh, right now is not a peaceful place, but it's under the unrest and war and they have been conquered by the Babylonians. But at the same time, Jeremiah receives this instruction from the Lord that he is to go to his relative and he is to buy the land that is outside of the city. And he is to hold on to the title of that until a day where it comes again where the people will return and they will buy and sell houses, vineyards, and fields. We look here, we see that God has a plan for restoration, regardless of what situation we are in or what we are going through. If we position ourselves in relationship with him, we can hear his voice and understand what his will is and what actions we ought to take to secure our future. As we are restored in relationship with God, it then leads us to a place of spiritual posterity. Somebody say spiritual prosperity. Write that word down. I'm going to define it later. Posterity. Spiritual posterity leads to biblical prosperity. Write that down. Spiritual posterity leads to biblical posterity. Okay? The principle here is that God wants us in relationship with him so we can experience his prosperity. I'm not talking about money, but his peace, love, joy,
goodness, wholeness, the fullness of everything that he wants us to know. This extends beyond yourself, and this is where we get into the word posterity, and it begins to benefit those that are in relationship with you. God doesn't want to just do something in you and through you and in you and for you, but he wants to do something through you because there are people that attach to you. Somebody say that there are people attached to me. Some of y'all questioning what I'm talking about right now. You say, I'm not married. I don't have no children. I ain't thinking about it. But yet and still there's something on the inside of you that God has placed in you that he wants to do something through you. He wants to do something for you, but then he wants to also bless those around you. Prosperity is a now, meaning future generations. And that's one thing, if you want to know what I'm really talking about today, is restoration. God wants to put some things back in order, not just for us, but for those that come after us. Most of us don't live and think that way. We live and think in the moment. We live and think in the present, but God wants us to think and live on a higher level. Somebody say, the Lord wants me to think and live on a higher level. And some of y'all don't like this word because you say, I'm doing me. Amen. But God don't want you to do you. Y'all don't want to hear me preach this morning. God wants you to live with a kingdom mindset. And when you have a kingdom mindset, you just don't do you. Amen. But you think about those that are next to you, those that are around you. And if you really want to know how we fix the systems of the world, how we get into this place where God wants us to be, we've got to get out of this place of selfishness. Help me. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Somebody say, it's not about me. Come on, it's not about me. You got to let that come out of your mouth because if you live in a way where everything is about you, then you've made yourself a God. And when you make yourself a God, you have automatically excluded yourself from what really heaven has to offer you because there is one Lord. Come on, there's one faith. There's one baptism. There's one that we are to worship, we are to live for, and we have to come under his system. And his system is not one that looks just at what's happening right now, but he plans. God is a planner. Did y'all know that? Uh, now, well, a lot of us, we need to work on that planning. Somebody say, Lord, help me. I just talk about myself. Uh, I was talking to a pastor one day, and they was talking about what they're going to be doing two or three years from now. I said, Lord, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing next Sunday. And listen, come on, we've got to get out of this place where we are living from week to week, month to month, minute to minute. We have to plan for the future. And a lot of times we think about this financially. There are folks got a whole profession, this financial planning, and we plan that way. But listen, there's more to it than that. God doesn't want you to just do financial planning. But listen, he wants you to do spiritual planning. Come on. See, some of us, we're dealing with the situation we're in because someone 40, 80, 100 years ago wasn't thinking about the next generation. Listen, some of us are in a situation we are in because someone was in a selfish place and did not prepare, did not do the things God asked them to do. And so we reset over and over again instead of walking on the shoulders and standing on the legacy that's been set for us so that we can move into the place God has for us. And some reasons and sometimes we have this delay and we have this seem like stagnation, it's because of decisions other people made years and years ago. Even in the spirit realm, come on, some of us don't realize some of the stuff we're dealing with in our family, with some of the stuff we're dealing with financially, some of the stuff we're dealing with in our body, in our health, and some of the stuff we're dealing with mentally is because of things that have been set and passed down in forms of curses from generations and generations from folk that you don't even know. Come on, I know y'all got on Ancestry.com. I know y'all taking blood tests and all of this stuff, but sometimes you've got to do some history 
and homework to realize what really is going on. Where did I really come from? What is really going on in the inside of me so that I can get the strategy from heaven of how to deal with the situation, amen, so that the person that the Lord has assigned to me and attached to me, whether it's my children, my spouse, those that I'm in covenant relationship with, whether it's in an organization, whether I'm in a partnership or a business or a ministry, we don't have to stay stuck in a place. We don't have to stay in a place of prison, but we get into this place where we are rising above situations and circumstances, and we have the advantage of God wants us to have because we have understood the root of a thing, and we are no longer just dealing with the symptoms. Somebody say, Lord, help me to get to the root of the thing. Come on, Lord, help me to get with a mindset that does not just live in this moment. Amen. But help me to plan for the future. Some of us, we're held hostage today because of things we did 15 years ago. And even though we have a different mindset, we are trying to dig out of a place that we've dug ourselves into. Listen, some of it's not just money. It's spiritually. Amen. We're digging ourselves out of something. We're digging ourselves out of a connection we've made. Come on. We're digging ourselves out of something that we looked at. We're digging ourselves out of a place we was in. God didn't tell us to be. Listen, listen, God wants to restore us and listen we need to understand that the way he restores us is it's through redemption somebody say redemption what is redemption that word redemption has to do with kindred when we think of kindred uh you sometimes think of the word kin folk listen and some of us we written folk off but listen you got to be careful because what you don't realize sometimes is your key Come on, your deliverance, come on, your blessing is attached to those that the Lord have assigned to you. And listen, the enemy's trying to cut off your destiny. The enemy's trying to cut off your legacy and your purpose because he realizes it's just not about you, amen, but it's about those that the Lord have assigned to you. And so don't live selfishly. Somebody say, don't live selfishly. Somebody say, Lord, give me a kingdom mindset. Help me to stop thinking about what it is today. Help me to think about what's for tomorrow. That word redemption comes from the word kindred. Redemption, the right of redemption, requires a price of redemption. And we understand from the biblical standpoint that redemption comes through relationship and connection. In the Bible, we look here in Jeremiah 32 Jeremiah has a right to buy it because his cousin has ownership in this land. And it says, by law, you have the right to buy it before anyone else it is offered to. Jeremiah had the right to redeem this. That word redeem is to avenge, uh, revenge. Uh, but the part I like is ransom. In order to redeem something, you have to pay a price. Somebody say, in order to redeem a price has to be paid. Come on. Redeem means to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something. In this biblical sense, redeem means to purge or to absolve of sin. Somebody say, Lord, help me to get free from a thing. Come on. Help me to get free from uh, this these curses that I have been attached through through my bloodline. Lord, help me to get free uh, from these places of bondage that I have come into. Lord, help me to regain possession for of what you have purpose and promise for me to have. Somebody say restoration. Come on, I'm speaking in the atmosphere this morning. I'm trying to be as clear as possible this morning because the Lord wanted me to release this word to you that he is restoring and he is a restorer and he is restoring some things. Come on, in your life, come on, in your family, come on. Anybody believe that? In your ministry, somebody feel like it's over, you've lost all hope. Amen. The Babylonians have come. Listen, I messed up. I made a mistake. Now I'm in prison. 
Listen, now I'm in a place where I'm never going to get free. Come on, I'm in debt. I'm never going to get out. But the Lord says, I'm going to restore some things in your life. Come on, he told them in the Old Testament, I'll restore the years the locusts have eaten. Some of you say, Lord, it's not thing, it's not money, but I don't have the peace that I used to have. I don't have the joy that I used to have. I don't have the love that I used to have. I don't have the forgiveness and the gentleness and the generosity that I used to have. The Lord wants to restore in you. The way that he does that is through redemption. Thank you, Lord. Redemption, that word has to do with the release of a people. And if I any pray or anything or say anything this morning, come on. I just believe God wants to release you. Somebody say that. The Lord wants to release you. My God, today, some of you held hostage this morning because of your past. You're held hostage because of a mistake. You're held hostage because of something grandma or grandpa did. You're held hostage because of something that happened on your job. But the Lord wants to release us. Come on, we're held hostage because of places we've gone, things we've done, places we've been. Come on, but the Lord wants to free us from bondage. And listen, he has paid the price for your freedom. He has paid the price for your healing. Did anybody hear that? If you're sick, he has paid the price for your deliverance. Come on, he has paid the price. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody says he paid a debt that I owe. Amen, that I couldn't pay for myself. Who did it? Jesus Christ. Come on, redemption, amen, and restoration go together, and restoration comes through redemption. And so before we try to fix anything in our life, before we try to fix anything in our family, before we try to fix anything in our finances, before we try to fix anything in relationship, we've got to get in relationship with the Redeemer. Somebody say the Redeemer. Come on, who is the Redeemer? The Redeemer is Jesus Christ. Where is this found? That is found in the word of God. First Timothy 2 and 6 says, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Matthew 20 and 28 says, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto. Thank God Jesus didn't come in a selfish mindset, but he came to minister and to give himself a ransom for many. Not only did he give himself, but he gave his life. Redemption. Somebody say, thank God for redemption. Redemption is the release of a people from bondage through the payment of the price. Restoration is possible through redemption. Redemption requires paying a price. And the price paid for our redemption is called ransom. Ransom, what is it? It's a sum of money or payment demanded or paid for the release of a prisoner. Come on, too many of us locked up this morning in the spirit. Come on, there's some something on the inside of you God wants to release. Come on, there's breakthrough, there's healing, there's deliverance, there's power on the inside of you. There's prosperity on the side of you. And listen, the Lord wants to release that, that place where you've been held up. He wants to free you. Come on, and he has freed you. Come on, the Bible says he has redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. Come on, somebody say I've been redeemed. Come on, I'm not damned, I've been redeemed. Come on, I'm not cursed, I've been set free. And Christ have done it. He paid the ransom. That root word of that word ransom means to loosen with. Come on, something to loosen with. Come on, if you, you've got something tied up, Locked up. You need to loosen it. And listen, we've got stuff tied up, locked up. There's stuff you're supposed to have. Come on, there are places you're supposed to go. Come on, there's businesses you're supposed to own. Come on, there's a relationship you're supposed to be in. Come on, there's money you're supposed to have. Come on, there's spiritual gifts that you're supposed to walk in. But you've got to get released and you've got to get free so that you can see it happen, so you can see the manifestation. And listen, the Lord wants to restore things in our life. He wants to restore our communities. He wants to restore our families. Come on, he wants to restore your ministry. Come on, some of you feel like you've lost more than you have. But listen, I'm just here to tell you today, the enemy, that's the trick of the enemy. He wants you to feel like you'll never get anything back. Amen. He wants you to feel like you'll never get out of this. He wants you to feel like you'll never get over this. You'll never come through this. But listen, the Lord says, I know how to redeem. I know how to restore. I don't care what they said at the bank. I don't care what they said at the court. Come on, I don't know what they said at your job. Come on, I don't care what they said at the other church you was in. The Lord can restore you. Somebody say, Lord, restore me. 
Come on, Lord, restore me. Lord, redeem me. Lord, loosen me. Set me free from the attachment. Set me free from the bondage. Set me free from the mindset that I've been in that have kept me in this place too long. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 119 or Psalm 19 and 14 says, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. Somebody say Jesus Christ is our redeemer. He came to set us free. Redemption. I've got to close this. Means to buy back. What are you buying back? Something that's been sold due to financial strain. Sometimes we give up stuff, not because we wanted to, but we didn't have a choice. I thank the Lord. I ain't never been to the pawn shop to sell nothing, but I've been in there to buy something. Amen. But if you've ever been in there to sell something, you know, amen, that you got something in exchange for what you turned it in for. But if you get there before somebody else gets there and you want it back, you can go back and buy it again. But you have to pay a different price for it. Come on, redemption happens when we can buy back. Sometimes we've given up, not because we wanted to, but because of lack, because of sickness, because of war, because of unrest, because of something somebody else did that we don't even know. We're trying to get back to a place. Amen. The redemption rights come through association, relatives. And in the word of God, we know that there was this thing of legacy and redemption where God promised and gave his people something. And oftentimes it passed down through the generation. And I am to ask you that today, men and women of God. Amen. What are you passing down? I use that word posterity. It's about future generations. Come on. We've got to think bigger than where we are. We've got to think bigger. And this is what Jeremiah did. Let me wrap this up. Jeremiah received instructions from the Lord. By this land, I know this place, is. there's nothing going on here right now. Listen to that. Come on, Remnant Church. Listen, sometimes we, we exclude ourselves or we run to a thing instead of running to the thing that looks like nothing because we don't understand and realize that God's got something that he's going to do even when we can't see it and other people don't understand it. Somebody say it's time for you to buy something. It's time for you to build something. Why does it make sense to buy land in a place where there is no development? Why does it make sense, amen, to go to a place that have not been cultivated because God God can see further than you can see. And listen, this land that he told Jeremiah to buy wasn't inside of Jerusalem. It wasn't inside the city gates, but it was outside of the city gates. Come on, that thing that nobody else was worried about, nobody else cared about, that was discounted, that was cheaper, he bought that. And he bought it and he bottled it up. He put it in a jar. He took the title. We understand even that car you've got, you drove out here today. If you want to sell that car, you've got to have a piece of paper. Come on. You can't do nothing without the title. Come on. I don't care how much you pay for your house, whether you paid it off or not. The thing that really gives you the ownership and the right to it is the deed that's got your name on it. Come on. God's got something that's got your name on it, but you've got to do something to get it. Jeremiah had to obey the word of God even when he was weeping. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Some of us, we are weeping in our life. We're crying over our circumstance. We're crying over our situation. We're crying over what happened to us. We're crying what somebody did to us. The Lord wants you to stop crying. He said, weeping may endure for a night. Joy comes in the morning. Don't give up on your purpose. Don't give up on the plan of God. Don't give up your praise. Don't give up your worship. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your business because things are difficult right now. You've got to plan and prepare for what's ahead. Jeremiah bought the land of his cousin because he had the right to buy it. It was outside of the city gates, a place that was uncultivated, undeveloped. But he received this word, and we keep dealing with this further, that one day the Lord would restore. He would restore. And because he held on to something, because he took action and made a decision because he had posterity 
in view that this is not just about me. I may not be here when things come back together. Come on, I may not be around to experience it, but what I am doing today will help secure somebody else's future tomorrow. And we need to learn how to live life that way. Somebody say live life that way. Live life with a mindset. Stop running where everything is. How do you know that God don't want to do something through you? That he wants to place something in your hand that's going to be needed by somebody else. That's going to be more valuable than it is today, tomorrow. Listen, too much. Sometimes we discount even what God is doing in the spirit realm because other people don't see the value in it. Sometimes we discount who we are and whose we are because other people haven't seen the value in us. But listen, you are precious in his sight. There is something on the inside of you that God can use even if it's outside of the city walls, even if it's something nobody else wants or cares about. God wants to restore his order in our life. God wants us to advance, but you can't advance if you stay in a mindset that is backwards. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, what is it that God wants for me? What is it that God has for me? God has a plan for you to prosper you. He knows what lies ahead of you. And even if you are in a time of difficulty, even if you are in a time of distress, Continue to live under the authority of his power and purpose, no matter what circumstances you are in, and obey his word, even in seasons where it doesn't make sense to do anything, to know that everything has to change at some point. God tells Jeremiah to buy this undeveloped land outside the city gates. Listen, this was a physical place, and we look at that from the Old Testament view, but it's not always about a physical Jerusalem. There is a spiritual Jerusalem. There's a place in your life God wants to develop through you that will bring glory and honor to his name and what you are doing right now, even when you feel like, oh, I'm a nobody. Stop saying that. <laughs> oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody sees me. Nobody looking at me. Listen, God is. And he knows what he's doing. That's one thing I like about God. He knows what he's doing. Thank you, Lord. This is the key. What are you developing should not and cannot just be all about you. Jeremiah bought this. And then he received the word, take this and seal it, preserve it for a long time. Because someday people will again come here and own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses, vineyards, and fields. He was in prison, but God's word spoke a word of restoration even when he was experiencing a difficult time. God has a plan for you even when things are falling apart. He will develop and grow something on the inside of you. We must stay close so we can hear his voice. Jeremiah asked for confirmation. Somebody say, Lord, give me confirmation. Pray for confirmation of what you hear from God when making an investment, when planning for the future. He received the message, and then he received confirmation. He was visited in prison. Stop looking at things from a temporary point of view. Look at things as the way God sees them as an investment. No investor that has a long-term mindset buys something and sells it right away. They hold on to it and get in it for the long term. Sometimes some of us, we lose money. We lose things in the relationship because we're in it for a short-term benefit, short-term satisfaction. 
Come on. And even when we get in our relationship with God, this is not a short term thing. Come on. I want to be with him for eternity. And listen, I'm not getting in right relationship with God so I can be blessed right now. But I want to secure my future. Thank you, Lord. He bought the field. He had his scribe help him put it in a jar. He put something had his name on it to preserve his future for those that were attached to him. Thank you, Lord. The reason for buying the field, preserving the document, was because restoration would come again. Listen, restoration will come again. Amen. For a long time, uh, this building sat empty, and nobody would buy it, and you wouldn't believe it. And I, I don't know how long after we got in here, folks calling, they was emailing. Even now, I had the economic development office of the city call with somebody interested. I know y'all see the land down the road. They're putting a the gas station down there. Amen. Lord, let me know what this community need is more than a gas station. Amen. There's actions that we have to take, even as a ministry today, to secure the future. Amen. For the next generation, there are things that you have to do today to secure. Amen. Amen. And help those that come after you so they don't have to start over again. Thank you, Lord. The Lord wants to do something in and through your life significant. And the first step is coming to know him. Coming to know him. Coming in relationship with him. He has paid the debt. Amen. You don't have to prove anything to anybody else. Amen. You don't have to act funny and funky. Amen. You can just live in the freedom. The Bible says, stand fast in the liberty which Christ has set you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Praise the Lord. God comes to bring restoration in your life today. There's some things that he's going to do. He will do. He wants you to see. He wants you to experience. I want you to stand to your feet today. One thing I like about Jesus Christ, he was the ransom that God used to buy us back. Jesus didn't die inside the city gate. He died outside of the gate. Do you hear me? Amen. He went outside of the city so that we can come inside of the city. Amen. We've got to stop looking from out in. And we need to come in to the spiritual, the spiritual place of prosperity, peace, wholeness that God wants for us and stop living in bondage. Amen. Stop living in brokenness. Thank you, Jesus. There's some things that God Amen. He has preserved and protected you through. He's bringing you through. Amen. And you're getting ready to flourish. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I've used that word the other day. Amen. Flourish. Amen. Even when it looks like nothing is happening, nothing is growing. Amen. When you are planted in a place that God said be. When you are doing the thing God said do, you cannot lose. Did you hear what I said? When you are being faithful in the place God told you to be faithful, amen, when you keep showing up, and that's some of our problem, amen, we miss because we fail to be present when we need to be there. Sometimes, sometimes that promotion and that opportunity you didn't get because you weren't there. I'll never forget, even in my professional life, uh, I'm not a manager right now because I chose not to be. Praise the Lord. Thank God. I don't got no people problems right now. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't nobody coming to my office complaining about nobody filing a complaint and all this. I thank the Lord for freedom today. But the very first opportunity I got to be a leader in the corporate world I really wasn't the one that they was looking for and looking at. And the person left, moved out of the country, left a mess. And I was just there. Sometimes we just not in the place that we need to be so God can do what he wants to do. I wasn't next. There was no promise of promotion or any succession at all. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time.
and I was positioned. And I always say that if it had not been for that opportunity, I would not have had a lot of the other opportunities I had. Jeremiah was in a position to do something, to buy something. He had to give something. He had to take action, even when it didn't make sense to buy nothing because the Babylonians were tearing everything up. But the Lord says, I'm going to do something, and I need you to do something today for tomorrow. Amen. What you're doing today, young people, sometimes we feel like, oh, this class is not for me. Uh, this job is not for me. Uh, this, this place is not for me. Don't ever discount the place that you are in and what God wants to do while you're there. Even if you're single, come on. If you're not in relationship with anybody, don't discount that. Thank you, Lord. Because if you're not happy when you're by yourself, you're not going to be happy when you marry somebody. All right. Y'all don't hear me this morning. God wants to restore. Somebody say, Lord, I want you to fix me. Lord, I want you to replenish me. I want you to free me. Lord, you've paid the price for me. I don't have to continue in this place, in this mindset, in this state. Come on. I'm going into my destiny. Is anybody else going there? Thank you, Jesus. He said, houses, fields, vineyards will be bought and sold again in this land. He took this symbolic act. He expressed confidence in the word of the Lord. And we know that theme scripture, Jeremiah, who I said, I put a hope in a future. Thank you, Jesus. Don't give up. Thank you, Jesus. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Restoration is coming. And not only is, is it coming, it's here. It's really here. It's really here. I need, to, I need to say this, and our time is way up. But there are some things that are getting ready to happen quickly in this house. Oh, somebody ought to grab hold of that. There are some things that are getting ready to happen quickly in this house. And I'm not just talking about the remnant church in your life. Thank you, Jesus. There are some things that are getting ready to happen quickly, but aren't you prepared for it? Stay in a place of readiness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's not time for you to sell everything off. Hold on to it. Thank you, Jesus. Just hold on to it. Somebody say, what am I holding on to? I'm holding on to my testimony. I'm holding on to what God promised me. I'm holding on to my integrity. Come on. Somebody say, I'm holding on to my purity. Come on, I'm holding on. Thank you, Jesus. Don't give up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on. Amen. Don't give that business up. Come on, don't give that book idea up. Thank you, Jesus. Don't give it up. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on to it. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on to it. Somebody's going to need 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 it. Thank you, Jesus. God's got a blessing with your name on it today. Amen. There's, there's purpose, destiny being released in this house. There's things getting ready to happen quickly, even for the remnant church. In the name of Jesus, there's things going to happen quickly in your life. Amen. Sometimes we've got to go through seasons of period of nothing. Amen. But don't discount that season and period of nothing, because that's where God equips and builds character. Amen. What senses me? What sense is me being rich and wealthy if I have a poverty mindset? Lord, give me a mindset of wealth and prosperity when I have nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, Lord, help me. Somebody say, Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Restoration. Come on, restoration is happening in your house. Thank you, Jesus. Restoration in your house. Somebody say, restoration in my house. Yes, restoration in my family. I don't care who's out of control. I don't care who's drunk and doped up this morning. Come on, I don't care who's locked up this morning. Come on, I don't care who's sick this morning. Somebody say, restoration. Come on, I'm not going to let go of the promise of God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to walk away from the plan of God. Thank you, Jesus. Some stuff, you just need to put it away. You just need to tuck it away. Amen. Because there's going to come a time where you're going to need it. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't let yourself go now. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Don't let go now. Thank you, Jesus. Don't quit now. Come on. I know they say the pandemic is over. Amen. We done gone crazy. Come on. Don't go crazy. Amen. Stay with God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I'm living my best life. Come on. I know there's a lot of folk. You in a place like Jeremiah. You've been weeping. Come on. You've been in the palace guard. Come on. Been in a, a place, amen, that you didn't want to be. Things happening around you, amen, but it's not going to stay that way always. Thank you, Jesus. Restoration is coming to your house. Come on. Restoration is coming on your, for your business, for your career, for your finances. Restoration is coming in your family. Come on. Restoration is coming for this ministry, amen, for your ministry. Hallelujah. Come on. Restoration is coming. Restoration is coming. Come on. You're holding on to something of value. Somebody say that I've got something of value. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it up. Come on. I'm not going to take it to the pawn shop. Come on. I'm going to stay with God. Come on. Too many of us have been in the spiritual pawn shop bargaining with the devil. Come on. It's time for us to stop bargaining with the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. And be like Jacob said, I'm not going to bless you. Let go of you, Lord, until you bless me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to let go of you till you bless me. I'm going to hold on to it. Come on. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Come on. God has something on the inside of you. I'm opening up this altar today. Come on. If you need prayer, first of all, if you're not saved, Christ has prayed a ransom for you to release you from that sin, to release you from that bondage. You can be saved today if you confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. That's always my first appeal. Thank you, Jesus. And then I want to pray today, amen, those of you, amen, been in a place, amen, there's stuff happening around you, amen, on the inside of you, in your family, in your life, and you just say, Lord, I need you to restore your order to this thing. Come on, I know there's something of value that you have placed in me that you want to do through me, and I need you to help me through this season I'm in, not to give up, not to quit, not to let go of your hand. Thank you, Jesus. I want somebody to touch and agree with me today. Restoration is coming. Come on. Restoration is coming. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Y'all know I don't call folks out very much, do I? I don't, but I'm going to do it today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Two young ladies, one of them has come down. Y'all been pulling on me the whole service. It's not a wrong, it's not in a bad way. Amen. God has got something on the inside of you. There's something on the inside of you. There's something he's going to do in and through your life. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Come on, he says, I see your push. Come on, I see your perseverance. I see your patience. Amen. I see your perseverance, your patience. Hallelujah. And great things are in store for you. Great things are in store for you. You haven't missed anything. Come on, you haven't missed anything. Hallelujah. You haven't missed anything. Hallelujah. Come on, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. Thank you, Jesus. When you get what God say you're going to to have, you're going to know it. You're going to experience it. You're going to see it in such a great way. Amen. No good thing will he withhold from them that love him and fear them. I declare that word over both of your life this morning. Come on, redemption and restoration. He says, I'm going to even do it in your family. Come on, I'm going to do it in your life.